most every type 2 insulin dependent diabetic has a long history of ups and downs and interactions with doctors before they're able to share something that worked or something that didn't work that allowed them to find something that does. So I'm not going to bore you in this episode with my uh, literally six decade uh, diabetic journey. Let's just say that I was finally at a point where I was ready to completely get into a low carb lifestyle after decades of having life get in the way and all the other things that prevent us from doing what often we even know we need to do through research, reading books, and things of that nature. So enough of that. Um, Let's dive right in. I was working with my endocrinologist. He had always been good at letting me play with my carbohydrate to insulin formula. Um, changing it to go up and down with the amount of insulin I needed. And I I will say I was on two types of insulin, a long-acting insulin uh, that I took once a day, and I was on Humalog, a fast-acting insulin that I took with meals. And I took the dosage based on a carbohydrate formula. I would figure the total of carbohydrates in my meal, divide by three. That was how many units of insulin. For instance, if I had 45 carbohydrates, I'd divide by three, and I would dial up 15 units of Humalog fast-acting insulin. So I'd finally reached a point where I told my endocrinologist that I'd been on a low-carb diet for over a month, that my blood pressures had normalized. I showed him the charts and the readings and that my blood glucoses were actually getting better in the morning and asked him if I could drop some medicines on a 90-day trial basis. Well, he knew I monitored things pretty well and he agreed. And this is what we decided to get rid of. We dropped my amlodipine blood pressure medicine altogether. We took my other blood pressure medicine, which was lisinopril hydrochlorothiazide, and we changed it to only lisinopril and dropped the hydrochlorothiazide. And we based this on the fact that my blood pressures had been normalized from being mid-high for over a month. So that was the first... uh, blood pressure change we made. And then we decided that we were going to try to see what happened. I was on Invicana. Well, my insurance company had just told us we were going to have to change to Jardians. Now, it's the same classification, but it is a little different, and it has different symptoms and impacts. So I stopped the Invicana completely and did not go into the Jardians. We Decided we'd see what happened. Um, And then I told him I wanted to slowly drop my long-acting insulin. I was taking 40 units a day, once daily at night, and drop it five units every week. So that was the plan, and we got going. Um, For a week or so, everything was about the same. Um, my blood glucose readings got a little bit higher than they were, which was a little disconcerting, but I thought, well, 
you know, I just dropped a lot of stuff. Let's just kind of ride with it, keep doing low carb. And I was really low carb. I was 20 total carbs or less a day, not net carbs, total carbs. I even counted coffee. If I drank two cups of coffee, I counted that as one carbohydrate. So I was dedicated. I didn't cheat. I logged everything in carb manager, um, condiments, you name it. I logged it. I, I didn't play around with it. And I'd been monitoring things and diabetes file and carb manager for years. So, uh, things got a little worse with blood glucose readings, but it wasn't bad. Then as I started dropping the long acting insulin, five units this week, five units the next week, it, it started getting worse. Well, I started noticing it on morning blood glucose readings. And I thought, well, that's probably just the dawn phenomenon, or maybe my, you know, liver is getting rid of all the stores from, you know, having non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And this is just my way of my body clearing itself out. And so I continued to drop the long acting insulin until it was finally down to nothing. So the only thing I was doing, I, I wasn't taking insulin, the Humalog fast acting with a meal because I didn't have any carbs in the meal. Now, if I did have carbs, even as few as three, which would have been, you know, one unit of insulin, I would go take a blood glucose reading. And if it was over 120, I'd take my correction dose. I used to do a correction dose of every 10 points over 120 of a blood glucose reading, I would add one unit of insulin. Well, what I was running into was 150, 160, 170 readings at mealtime, even before I had eaten. And I was just flabbergasted. I, I was, okay, it's the dawn phenomenon. Okay, it's this. I was trying to get the endocrinologist to answer my questions. It's very hard to do through a patient portal. Tried some internet doctors. They offered some advice. I was just very, very, very frustrated. Uh, when 90 days passed and I finally uh, met with my endocrinologist again, what we decided was I had come off the insulin too fast. Also, I'd probably come off of in Vicana and didn't need to. So, and I was still taking Ozempic weekly as well. So here's what we decided to do. We were going to add back the long acting insulin. I couldn't take in Vicana anymore because the insurance wanted me to change it to Jardians. We were going to add the Jardians, continue the Ozempic and keep eating low carb, very, very, very low carb like I was doing and then see if I could drop it, not based on just dropping it five units a week, but dropping it because my blood sugars were low enough that it warranted dropping it. And guess what? That worked. So um, after months of this, I am down to 20 units of long-acting insulin as opposed to to the 40 units I used to take, but here's the, the big difference. I was having to take these correction doses of Humalong fast acting, and I haven't done that in a long time. So basically I have eliminated all fast acting insulin by sticking with a low carbohydrate 
diet. I lower my fast acting depending on a week worth of blood glucose readings. And I mean, sometimes my blood glucose readings would hover in the 60s, 70s. Now, they never got drastically low into hypoglycemia or anything. And and I'm familiar with that. I used to be on an insulin pump. I used to get hypoglycemic from the insulin pump, giving me too much insulin all the time. So I know when I'm heading in trouble. But I also knew now when it was time to actually lower my fast or rather, excuse me, my long-acting insulin. So that's what I'm sharing with you. Sometimes we want a fast food drive through instant silver bullet response. But some of us have been insulin dependent for so long, I'm 62, that we need to consider going slowly about this and letting real results dictate how we come off of medicines and drugs with the hope of coming off of all of them. But, you know, also with the reality that some people may have to take a little bit of long acting insulin. I hope to not be one of those, but I wanted to share this. I've seen so many people in forums and things of that nature who share their immediate quick results and then they stall and then they get frustrated and they just quit. Well, maybe you're expecting the results to change overnight. Maybe. I don't know. We're all different. Um, I had a whole lifetime of getting myself into becoming a diabetic from hyperinsulinemia to that's a whole nother story. But my point is that maybe you need to approach this in a little slower pace while sticking with the low carbohydrate, healthy fat diet. That's this episode of my diabetic journey. Thanks for listening.